Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adam and Marcy Unplugged. Today we have uh, we have a very special guest. Surprisingly, he lives literally in the same town as me, yet we've never met up. This has got to change, Steve. We've got Steve Woody in the house. Um, we're, of course, before we get into that, we've got to do the sponsorship stuff. So, uh, as always, we're sponsored by AdamandMarcy.com. Also sponsored by uh, PurelyHosting.com forward slash Adel. They'll get you your hosting and everything else. Good stuff there. You know, it's good for you starting out. They build your site for you. And most importantly, we're also sponsored by OnlineMastery.co.uk, which is your site, Steve, right? Awesome. That's correct. Hi. Thanks for having me. First, first and foremost, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Dude, I'm actually really happy that you're here. I mean, it's kind of scary that um, we've we've literally lived in the same city. And um, our mutual friend, Michael Sauer, his office is like 10 minutes from me, from where it, I live. He's um, he's a good guy. He's yeah. a good guy. And... Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, they say London's a big place, but um, it's. Uh, I, I've been following you for quite a while now, and I've, I've been seeing all the great things you've been up to. Um, but yeah, you're right. It has to change. We, we, we've Damn. got a. There, there are enough pubs in London to make this happen. For sure. I mean, how have you not met up in one is beyond me. But also, I should just go ahead and say I'm. Sl- I'm flattered that you've been following me, and also I get really freaked out when people say that to me because I'm like. You guys follow me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was outside your house the other day, but you just—you never saw me. I mean, I was—you were in the bushes, weren't you? I, I, that was me. Damn you might it. have seen me. <laughs> Should have said hello. He didn't. <laughs> no, I mean, it's—it's—you know, you do great stuff, obviously, you know, and um, that's testament from obviously what you're doing now and the people that are listening. And you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's obvious when you meet. There are a lot of people online. And I see it day in, day out. There's there's people that try and connect and there's people that I want to connect with and people that want to connect with me. And what I see in like this abyss of, of information that's out there, only a few people actually manage to get through. And so I think watching you and what you're doing, it's it's clear that you're you're passionate about it and that you're driven and that you're you're gonna make a difference. So it's you know, yeah, of course I'm gonna follow you, mate. I wanna see how, how, how this progresses for you. Likewise, dude, I really like your stuff, and thank you for giving me the breakdown to my site, even though I was like, I'm really nervous to put this on there, because it's not yet complete, so I don't know how much you could tell me, but the advice you did give me, and the advice you gave everyone else, I put that together, and uh, we should be getting the site up and ready by Thursday, which should be Amazing. good. Oh, mate, that'd be fantastic. Well, look, there's, I've, I've reviewed best part of 100 sites in the last week or so, and I would say that out of those, about 75% of them... And if my math's right, that's probably about 75 sites. <laughs> I would say that about out of 75 out of 100 of them, there are three things consistently that they are failing to do. And they are just so basic. They're so basic. And they make the biggest difference to the site, yet they're not doing it. And it's just, I don't understand why. And then, do you want me to share them with you? Or oh, shall we, hiya, dude. What the hell? We, just go we, for it, man. This would be awesome. We, 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 could, we could leave a little cliffhanger. We can do that later if you want. <laughs> Either or, I, um, I've got something that we, I'm sure we can get to at the end, but just, okay. yeah, if you want well, to in that, in, in that case, mate, what I would say is there are three things that when, when if you've got a website, there are three things. And the first one is that when someone comes to your site, let them know they're in the right place. I mean, you would be amazed how many websites are reviewed when you are just, you land on a site and you're left to fend for yourself. You, you've got to find out why you're there and it, you've got to find out where to go next. And it's just a free-for-all. You know, when you land on a site, you need a clear and compelling headline. This is who I am and this is what I do. You need to let them know they're in the right place so that they know they can carry on reading. The second thing is give them a call to action. You know, once they know they're in the right place, where are they going to go next? Give them something to do, like click here, start here, get started, do this. So many sites did not have a clear and obvious call to action on telling them what to do next. And then the third one is analytics. I mean, it was astonishing how many people were not tracking basic analytics on their site and they didn't have a clue who was even coming to their site i mean to me if you've got a business and you're online you need to know who is visiting your site and whether the things that you're doing to market yourself are actually working or not and people aren't doing it and it's it just astounded me how those three really basic things were overlooked the majority of the time yeah I mean, that is insane. I'm guilty of probably two of those three, and I'll be changing those things very, very shortly. Ta-da. That's what we do. But it's, you don't know, if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, yeah. you know, it's easy for me to sit here like, idiot, Woody, yeah, all right, okay. These are three obvious things. They're only obvious if you know them. Oh, exactly. Same with copywriting. You go ahead and tell someone, like, um, why did, why did you use the word learn repeatedly in this? Oh, because that's what they're doing. No, you idiot. Please never use that word. Here's why. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not going into the psychology of that. You don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. Yeah, I'm actually not going to go into the psychology of that one again. If you want the psychology of that one, everyone that's listening, go listen to the Ryan Levesque one. I went off on it for like 20 minutes straight, <laughs> just about how annoying that word is. And he was like, yeah, dude, I totally agree with you. I was like, I know, right? Part one. Well, this is something that... um. I, 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 especially in my book that I wrote, I've been I've been talking a lot because I had a chapter that was um, it was titled content, and I talk about the content of your website and it was I had this like epiphany as I was writing it and I was like hold on a minute it's not about content at all it's about context mm-hmm. and so I've I've looked at sort of there's there's enough content on the on the web you know you, you we're, we're drowning in information you've just got to look around and there's just information everywhere I'm not saying it's good information but there's information everywhere. Um, and so what I found is that it's more about the context of that information and making sure it relates to your audience. Yeah, that's really good to know because honestly, context is a huge one and something I've actually found for my British listeners, please use more context. And Chris, I'm talking to you because I know you're listening. I have a friend of mine that listens to this podcast. Every time we have a conversation, it literally tells that to him going, so yeah, I was doing this thing and there's no context behind it. I'm like, um, need more information. I've noticed that with a lot of British people, we tend to like leave that out, um, like the contextual side of things. But it's always good to have. But I was gonna—you just jumped the gun directly into what I was going to talk about, which is your book. You wrote one. Congratulations! That's awesome. You got to the top of the Amazon bestsellers list as well, didn't you? Not, not just yet. I'm—I mean, it's in pre-release at the moment still. Ooh, st- okay. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost, I've almost I've almost become a bestseller before it's even launched, which uh, is quite funny. But then I've I, I'm I'm very blessed in in the situation that I've created for myself. In that I've got a I've got a very um, humbling following of people who support me, and I've got the opportunity to talk on stage uh, next week as well with Les Brown. Yeah, I know you're meeting. And yeah. even the cat's happy for me. I mean, I can hear. Yeah. Chase is just like straight up on this and I forgot to mention, Chase is my co-host if he's not asleep and it looks like he woke up just to speak and hear you today. So <laughs> wow. feel feel very lucky about that. He's just a gentle little bastard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, I'm, I've, I've, I've been through enough shit in my life to understand now that I'm at a place where I'm making things happen. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be but I'm on the right, I'm on, I'm on the path and I'm very humble in the fact of looking at where I've been and where I'm going. So when when I say like you know my book, you know, I mean look, here's here's the thing, and let's be honest about this: anyone can become an Amazon bestseller. Yeah, you've just got to pick a category that's not doing very well, and then you just become a bestseller in that category. You know, and and being a, a New York Times bestseller or, or something is you know a little bit more prestigious. But I mean. Realistically, if I want to become a bestseller, I just have to buy enough copies of my own book. Damn it. There we go. Finally. Try to like mute myself for a second so I could just shut my cat up. But yeah, you're completely right. It's one of those big things that people don't really look at. But honestly, you've done it in a very like a somewhat competitive market, getting a bestseller in there, or almost before it's released. And also, FYI, yeah. I'm getting this live on air. I'm getting a, I'm getting a, like, a signed copy of Steve. He just doesn't know it yet, or now he does. Mate, I'm happy to look. To me, the book is—it's a vehicle. It's—it's. It's, I I had a look, I, had, I had a meeting with. Uh, I don't want to discredit anyone live, um, but I had a meeting with a gentleman that, let's just say, I didn't uh, I didn't agree with his ethics, um, even though he's very well known and talks on stage a lot. I didn't agree with his ethics, and uh, we had we was having dinner one night, and he was at the table, and I said to him, "I need to get my book out of there, but I'm struggling because." I just, you know, I've got to get my best book out. I can't just write a book for the sake of writing a book. If I write a book, it's got to be the best book I can write. And he was like, that's just stupid. Why would you do that? And I was like, uh, um, and you know when someone says something, can it just like, it knocks you back because you're not expecting it. Yeah. And so I was like, um, okay. And he was like, he, he basically said, your book is not about the best book out there. He said, most people won't even read your book. It will just go on a shelf and become shelf development. He said, when you write a book, the book should be about positioning. Right. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm totally fine. I'm actually listening to you. I just put you on uh, loudspeaker so we can still record this thing while I went to close a window. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. Basically, the guy was... Um, 
the, the guy was just saying, you know, it doesn't matter about the content of the book. It's just about positioning. The fact you've got a book is enough. And I was like, that's crazy. How can you tell people? And he he, tell, he tells people, how, he teaches people how to write books, by the way. And he's sitting there telling people that you can write a book, but it hasn't got to be any good. And I'm like, that is such shit advice. Why would you tell someone that? Why would you and even so, advise that? I mean, for the love of God, say that we all know, okay, yeah, fair enough, 50% of people will never read your book that buy it. We just know that's the, you know, average of our attention span. But what about the 10% that actually go do read it and implement it? Well, if, yeah, I mean, do you know what? If one person read my book and it was shit, I'd, I'd be mortified. So to me... That's a huge it, thing. It's not, it's not about that. So that's the reason why it's taken me two years to write it. You know, it needed to be right. I needed to make sure that this book was the best book I could write. So, I didn't go. I didn't go with this guy's advice, obviously. Um, and I decided that I would, you know, do it my way. And everyone that's read it so far is like, wow. You know, I've got agencies. I've got lots of outlets that are approaching me because the thing is, it's not about the book for me. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you write a book. Don't let me on speaking, Hold on. <sighs> Sorry about this, Steve. I knew that you were high What is he doing? Like, no, yeah, I mean, dude, do you want to do you want to start this again? I mean, I'm, I'm aware there's a lot of background noise and a lot of stuff going on. I don't know if that'll be good for your listeners. Oh, don't worry about it. Seriously, with post credit, you never hear anything. <laughs> like seriously, it's the weirdest thing. Like my mats, because I got jujitsu mats at my apartment, and just laid out permanently. Gotcha. So I'm always ready for a good fight, or a cuddle fight. Either one's fine, really. But um, no, the reason I have them out is just good for training. But like, you make the slightest move, even if I stood up right now, it sounds like I've got a squeaky ass floorboard. So I've got used to it so much that I just can remove it from background. So we're good. And you're giving out some amazing content. So I don't want you to go again from it because I'm like, this is just too good. I don't want him to re-record this. Why would he do this? So I apologize <laughs> right, for that. Apologize to my listeners as well. But I'm sure they're pretty used to like cat being an annoying pain in the ass. So yeah. Anyway, continue on from what you were, my good friend. I can't remember where I was now. I lost trail of thought. But basically, what I was saying is that with the book, it had to be a good book. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't just put shit out there. And for me, it's not just about the book. For me, it's about I, I want to change the industry. There are so many people out there that, that say, "Oh, I need a website," and they don't actually know what that means. You know, they, they they say they need a website. They know they need a website, but they don't know what that entails. And so I want to sort of debunk all the, the myths around website building. And not so much that, because people go, oh, it's easy to build a website. And other people say, oh, it's really hard. And there's there's so there's nothing structured around planning and building a website. It's just that, you know, you go out there, you, you make some mistakes, you learn by it, you, you find what works, you use it. And it, it's not really a great, um, I, I don't think it's a great model for people. So I want to put some center and structure around the actual planning of a website so people know what they need to do before they go out and do it yeah entirely that makes more sense um the amount of times i've had to rebuild my website because i wasn't happy with it is astronomical but right now i'm getting to that point where i'm starting to understand the core concepts of what i need and i'm actually happy with what i'm doing yeah i mean that's it i mean at the end of the day this is like when I used to have meetings with, with clients and they used to come to my office and uh, we'd sit down at a table and uh, I'd, I'd say to them you know what do you want and it was a leading question and I know it was a leading question because I'd ask them what they want and I know damn well that they don't know what they want because that's why they're meeting me because they need advice so they'd be like um, well okay I want and they'd start telling me and they'd get carried away and they'd get into it and what I was doing there was a reason I would do that is because I wanted to break the pattern because people too often when they're building a website say oh I want this and I want this and I want that and I want this and I want that and respectfully I couldn't give a fuck what you want because it's not about you. It's about the people that are going to visit your website. It's about your audience. So your website, like, for example, your website is not about you. It shouldn't matter what you want. It should matter what your audience are going to want when they when they land on it. Exactly. And so that is what I aim at. I aim at who is going to visit the website, who is going to spend their time on the website, and what do they want and what do they need. And then we look at how we can give that to them. And often that is not what people initially want. When they say, I want a website. Most of the time, it's an ego satisfaction of a website. I want it to be all about me and me yeah. and me and me. And then you realize yeah. that it's not about you. It's about other people. I mean, fair Absolutely. enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. You can actually have a website. Like, essentially, when you read my website, a lot of the stuff is quite, uh, at the moment, it's mostly podcasts I've put up. But there is quite a few posts I need to finish off and write up, which will be happening very, very soon. 
But what you'll notice is the it, I have this essence and whether you can... Well, let's see if you agree or disagree, but or agree to disagree. Either one's fine. Your, your website, if it's a blog, should be an extension of who you are in real life. Yes, I agree. Because it has to be from you. And this is why when people... And, and you'll be able to sort of back this up when you write content... A lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to outsource it and get an agency to do it. And I'm like, but you're the expert. Yeah. And if you're the expert and you know the industry, then surely you should be the one who is steering the content that goes out and not just leaving it up to someone else because they're SEOing it for you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want to do that, by all means, use um, Pete Williams, I think was his name was. He did a program with Rich Sheffern years ago. One nugget he gave away that no one has seemed to really use that I know of effectively is he would go into forums get a bunch of questions asked, pick out the questions, create a video, send that video over to his transcriptionist, have the video transcribed, then post the content onto his blog, use the video yep. on YouTube, and use the audio on, like, SoundCloud. Yeah, repurposing content all day long. It's what I talk about. It's the one of the most important things you need to do. It's, you know, it's like when you get a testimonial from someone. When people say, oh, how would you like your testimonial? And I'm like, well, ideally, either in cash or on in a video. Yep. I mean, if you're if you're going to give me a testimonial, if I've got it in video, then I can cut it out. I can I can take images from that. I can take content uh, like text from that. I've got sound bites from that, and I've got the video. Whereas if you just send me a text, or if you just send me a message, then I've only ever got the text. Yeah. So it's yeah, totally. All content should always be about repurposing. I'm 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 100 for that. I mean, when I do my content creation, and I'll sh- I'll share a tip with you listeners as to how I do mine, because I'm I'm extremely busy. I, I cannot physically find time to uh, do all the things I need to do. So I have, some things have to, you know, take a back seat to, to the more important things. So there are some things in my diary which do not change. They're like, these happen regardless. And one of them is the last day of every month is content creation day. And so what I do is on the last day of the month, I will I have a list of if ever is saying, oh, I want to talk about that, or if that's a great idea, it goes into a list. And I've got a list, and it's got, it's got about 24 months' worth of content that I can create in this list. And so what I'll do is I'll go into this list, and I'll look at what's at the top of the list, or if not at the top, then what may be trending. Like if there's something that's happening, like say Apple just got hacked, and I decide that I want to do um, a month's worth of content on security, for example. Yeah. So I will I will pick whatever content is relevant, either trending or that I feel is a natural progression in what I'm doing. And then what I'll do is I'll just record four videos. And they're only short. They're three to five minutes. And I'll, I'll pick the content and I'll say, right, these are what I'm going to do. And I'll start to, I'll start to record the content. Um, and I'll, I'll just have bullet points. And I'll say, right, I'm going to do four videos on security. And I'm going to cover A, B, C, and D. And I'll do four videos on those areas. And then I'll send that off to rev.com to get transcribed. That'll come back. Obviously, the, the, the video goes up onto YouTube because of search engine of that. It's got the transcription underneath it. The video then goes off to my content creator who then curates that into an SEO purpose blog for me. And then from there, that gets like content gets pulled out of the blog that becomes social media snippets for the month. There we go. Boom. That right there. If anyone's going, if, if anyone's taking notes, please go back to that exact moment, listen to it twice, write it out, and go do it. Trust me. That's it. I mean, that, that's how I create my content. So in essence, it only takes me twenty to thirty minutes to create a month's worth of content. Yep. Because I'm, you know, I, I mean, I do, I do it in one take. It's done. It's just I don't mess about anymore. It's just done. It's out there. Um, I'd say probably. With all the post it well, mucking about and things at the end of the videos and stuff like that, I've got a good system now. But you're looking at about an hour, maybe two tops, yeah. And if you're starting up, so to three. Yeah. So if you if you was to say two hours worth of my time to create a month's worth of content, I mean it's it's a no brainer really. Oh, and it's yeah. still my content. It still comes from me because even though I've got my co- my content team that are creating the content, it still comes from my video. They're still taking it from me. Yeah. And putting my spin and my voice on it. And I still get it back and I still edit it and I still proofread it before it goes out. Yeah. Because I don't want other people to do that. That that has to come from me. You know, you can automate so much of your business, but there are some aspects which have to have your own touch on it. Yeah. You really cannot have that entire aspect of, how do I put it, 
it's someone else's voice, someone else's content, but put on my site. Not unless you're curating. I mean, if you're curating, yeah, yeah. No, if you're doing, yeah. if you're pulling, if you're pulling stuff from other people, then that's absolutely fine. But if you're, if you've got a voice, if you're positioning yourself as an expert, and I mean, look, at the end of the day, everyone that's in business, if you want to stand out, then you need to position yourself differently from other people. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're going to be successful is positioning. You know, you can you can go after the mass market if you want, and you become you can become like a sheep in the herd, but if you're going to be successful, then you need to go the other way. You need to stand out. You need to do what others aren't. Exactly. You know, or, or that saying, you know, do what others won't so you can have what others can't. Yeah. Or what's the old saying that it's a rule by Dan Candy. It's like, I will, it's a commitment that you write with him when you enter his renegade millionaire program, which is I will run towards the fire where everyone else runs away. Yeah. I mean, that's, but that's, that's just, you know, any good leader you'll find. Well, I mean, they, I, I, I remember um, Russell Brunson, he talks about pioneers and he's like, you know, you don't want to be a pioneer because all the pioneer is is someone with arrows in their back laying in the mud. You don't want to be, you don't want to be the guy with the arrows in the back. You want to be the second guy. You want to, you want to be the guy that, you don't want to pioneer it, but you want to take a system that works and you want to make it better. And I mean, I get that. I understand that. I, I agree with it to an aspect of, you know, I love leading the field. I love the fact that I've got no one to follow. I love the fact that there's no one doing what I've done. It has good and bad things. I mean, you know, my partner, she's she's creating, um, she's she's changing the, um, she, she's basically changing an industry at the moment. And in doing so, people are copying her. And it can be very frustrating at times when people start copying her and she's like, God, this person's ripped off my course. Like, literally, people are like stealing her material. And, I turned around to her and said, well, look, at the end of the day, yes, true, people are stealing from you and people are taking your content. But when you stop creating that content, they run out of options because they can't create it themselves. So at least by being at the forefront and creating, you're leading. You know, if you stop, then everyone, everything behind you stops. So it's it's having that, you know, you're you're changing an industry. If you're changing a world, and I think if you truly set out to that if you're in business. You're in business. You're in business because you're solving a problem. You know, you're in business because you want. To, if you want to be an entrepreneur, and if you want to be a pioneer, and if you want to change the world, if you want to do something that's going to leave a legacy, then you have to be willing to sacrifice comfort. You have to be willing to sacrifice the things that people do that are comfortable. In in essence, of going out there and doing something new and unseen. Yeah. And 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 I, and that's where I get my juice. That's what I love. See, that's good to hear that you actually really do that. And just something for people that are like, oh, but people are going to steal my content. Trust me. I've got one very, very, very small piece of advice for you. I get my content stolen by people you wouldn't fucking believe. Like, honestly, there's some very famous people that have stolen my content and said it's theirs. Some of my product creations, some of my ideas, and said, "Yes, I came up with that." And when I actually posted it, they called me a liar and said that I uh, I stole it from them, which is hilarious because I'm like, "You do know I wrote about this like four years ago, right?" And well, this is the thing. What is it? If you if you take it from one, it's stealing. But if you no no, what is it? If you if you if you take from one, it's plagiarism. If you take from many, it's research. Mm-hmm. And it's so, always- I mean it's. It's, it's all- look, every, everything is regurgitated to a degree. Oh, you know, okay. and there's 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 enough content in the world. Like we're drowning in content. There's yeah. enough content out there. Definitely, but the point and everyone else- just takes it and puts their spin on it. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know that have listened to a Tony Robbins podcast and now think they're a life coach. Oh, entirely. It's always like um, that's a funny one. We'll get to that in a moment. But the thing I was going to say for the people who are like, oh, but what if I don't want you guys to get the impression that I'm moaning about it? I'm not. Here's the piece to it of how you actually know that you're the originator of something or you know you're the foremost uh, expert if it's something like you know your partner uh, is experiencing is i always say try and explain the psychology behind it try and understand the concept of the core idea behind it that person will never be able to do it as effectively or understand or completely impart that knowledge to another main reason they didn't originate it they don't know what goes into it well, of course, it's yeah. like anything, you know. I mean, a lot of a lot of success comes from experience, you know. And the only way you can get experience is by making mistakes. You learn what not to do, and then you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, the only the only reason I'm successful is because I've run out of things to do wrong. Yeah, I think uh, we've we've all kind of hit that one at some point. Where we're like, <laughs> uh, why are we doing this? What's going on? Oh, we're just really stupid most of the time. But how do you guys make money? 
uh, again, we're really stupid. We're just very, very, very lucky at getting things done. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one that that's one that I see so much now. Like I, I've got I've got people that know me that have that have followed me throughout my entire journey and have seen me from when I was homeless and how I've I built myself up from nothing. And you know they're really grateful and they're really happy for me to see where I am. But then there are other people that don't know me that are just finding out about me for the first time. And now that my exposure's getting a bit a bit you know my reach is getting a bit bigger my exposure I'm getting out there a little bit more these people are coming up to me and they're saying god you're so lucky and I'm just like yep I'm lucky I'm extremely lucky it was lucky that I worked 20 hours a day mm-hmm. for the last six months you know it was lucky that I put the last two years of my life to dedicating myself into re- I was lucky you know to have sleepless nights and I was lucky to not go out with my friends and I was lucky to and I'm just like it's got fuck all to do with luck yeah. it's not luck you know what I mean? I, I work my bollocks off. I work so hard to get to where I am. And anyone that doesn't appreciate that, I don't really care because they're not they're, they're not on the same frequency as me. The people that understand how how much you need to graft and work to get somewhere, they're the people that I resonate with and they're the people that I communicate and talk to and spend time with. Yeah. The people that don't, they'll get there. I'm not looking down on them. It's not like you're below me. It's just like you're in a point in your journey and I don't want to go back to that point in my journey. So, look, here are some tools. If you want to use them, great. When you get up to the next level in your journey, then come and see me. But until then, look, you're where you are. And, and it, I'm not knocking that because everyone's on a different journey. There are people that are better than me. There are people that are worse than me. You know, that's just reality of it. But that's why I created the book because I can't afford to give my time to everybody. So the idea of the book is that I can give the book to people that can't, necessarily or, or not necessarily in the right space to have my time if that makes sense and that may sound arrogant but it's not I promise no, you it's not no. an egotistic thing it's it's a business thing it's it's you know I've I would much rather spend time with my family than I would with 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 business it's just that's just a fact you know I love my family dearly and I want to spend more time with them as as do most other people so the best way that I can spend time with my family is by teaching people how to create systems so that they can spend time with their family. Yeah, that's all it is, a systemization of things. And I had the saying that you say all the time, which is how you spell, uh, the way that you spell uh, freedom is not F-R-E-E-D-O-M, it's S-Y-S-T-E-M. That's how you get. That's how you get freedom by creating a system. And Steve, anything that you say right now, don't worry about it. It's not an arrogant thing. It's very fucking true. And everyone on this podcast knows I have an ego the size of the universe that just keeps expanding. So you're fine with this. They'll just be happy that there's another one of me around, and it's just not a me thing. Um, <laughs> it just validates my ideas even more. But something you actually mentioned that's huge that and. Everyone listening to this should really take part because I, I assume they missed it because I know I would have missed it if I didn't think about it for a moment. What you just said is you're creating tools and a way to leverage your time because your book is a leverage of time. Think about it. Everything that's in your book, you can easily give away and talk to people about for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and upon end and get paid thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds over the course of the year of your lifetime, whatever you do, even millions and so on and so forth. But how much time has to be put into that to speak to every single person that you would impact if your book wasn't existent? Right? Well, this is the thing. I mean, you wouldn't be able to because there are only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. And I don't care if you earn £100,000 an hour. You're still only going to earn a finite amount per hour per day. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not scalable. And, you know, go, go crazy. You know, you could earn a million pound an hour. But when, it, when you realize that it's not about the money, when you realize that, you know, because a lot of people are so, like, they're so caught up on the money because they haven't got any. And it's like, oh, if I had a million pound an hour, then all my problems would go away. I'm like, no, trust me, they wouldn't. You just have new problems. Yeah. Because problems never go away. It's how problems they show like, you that Tony Robbins says, you know, problems are a sign of life. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, it's not about the money. The money comes from doing what I do. But if I focus on the money, I don't earn any. But if I focus on doing what I do, then the money comes. See, for me, writing a book wasn't about making money. I'm, I don't intend to make money out of the book. And to be fair with the way that Amazon and things like that work, you barely do make any money. You, know? you, you have to be very, very lucky and sell millions and millions of copies of your book to even be considered to write a second one that's going to get some exposure that's going to make you some money. 
You look at J.K. Rowling and people like that who make money. You know, you even even look at Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, that was a great book, but it wasn't his first book. You know, he was writing for years and years and years. Her first book. Her, sorry, she was sorry. She was writing for years and years and years about um, about this book, and it was even it was even I believe a blog before it was a book. It oh, was it was a, it was fan fiction about yeah, Twilight. Exactly. That's what it was. Twilight fan fiction. Based on Twilight, it's fan fiction on Twilight. So when you consider that to make something, you know, a bestseller, it, it evolves over time. It's not something that you just create and oh wow, look, suddenly I'm famous. Yes, that happens, and yes, the media and people exploit that, and so people think it's possible. But if you want something sustainable, if you want something that's going to support you and your family for the rest of your life, then you need to build a foundation. There, is no, there are no shortcuts to foundation. If you don't lay a solid foundation and you can build the biggest fucking type skyscraper you want, it will fall down. You need the foundations. You need to build a strategy. You need to put the things in place that are going to hold it together. Yeah. And pe- people people don't want to do that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. If people don't want to do that, that's absolutely fine. Then go and get a fucking job. Exactly. Or if you're one of those very few people, which I've actually noticed quite a few of, actually there isn't anyone. You need a solid foundation of who you are. And um, it, this is something I recommend to every business person that's listening to this right now. If you're a business owner, thinking, starting, whatever, listen back to all the episodes of the podcast. You'll hear me say it over and over again. One... Kill. I don't hate ego, by the way. Just, just so you know, it's ego is a very misrepresented thing in our day and age. Thank you, self help industry, for doing that. <laughs> Kill your ego. It, it, please understand that ego is something that you actually need to live. It's your survival mechanism. It's there for a reason. It makes you feel good. But you have to face ego death, and by ego death, I mean do Brazilian jiu jitsu, do a martial art, do something that basically you'll have your ass handed to you. If you're in business and you're and you're just like fresh-eyed and think like you know fresh-faced, wide-eyed thinking, everything's gonna be perfect. In my first year, I'm gonna do so well. Prepare to have everything shattered. Just gonna say it to tell you right now. Business is probably one of the hardest endeavors you can take. That and CrossFit. <laughs> and why anyone would want to do either? I have no idea. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Please tell me you've seen that Danny McBride thing where he's like CrossFit because I'm the best at exercising. Yeah, I. I, I CrossFit, where, where form goes to die. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, right? Just everything goes out the window. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it is. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, you have to be realistic. Yes, we want people to succeed. Yes, you want people to do well in business. Yes, you want everyone to have a great life. But the reality is that if business was that easy, everyone would do it. But by that I same mean, it's, caveat... It's, I'm going to say that business is simple. It's not easy. Simple. Yeah. But business can be simple. You know, you can you can make something e- simple. Or you, you can make something easy or you can make it hard. You know, you can make it harder than it needs to be. I'm not saying it's not it's not easy, but uh, it's there's 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 trying to take a shortcut and get to something quickly or there's doing something in a certain in a certain logical sequence. Yeah. And you can't take shortcuts you know you you can in certain areas and certain things but there are things that you need to do and there's it's it's so hard to explain because unless you've been through it you won't understand but for people that are like i just want money and it's like that's their focus and it's like i just want money and i'll do whatever it takes to get money it's like that's to me that's not the right attitude yep i think you need to add value because when you add value people can people perceive the value and it's I'm not just saying perceived value because yes, you, people need to perceive the value. There's no point in me giving you a Ferrari if you can't drive. It's just it's pointless. Yeah. It's, you need to give something something that you know they can perceive the value of it and they can see the value and they can get the value from it. So if you can give someone value and they can get that value, then if you can start being grateful for that and start looking at things in a different way as well, like you know, wow, I've actually changed someone's life or I've actually made a difference to this person. To me, my payday is not when someone reads my book. My payday is not when someone takes my course and I get money from it. My payday is not from anything until the point when someone comes up to me and says, I, took, I read your book, I did your course, wow, it's changed everything. I've now built my website or I've had my website built and it's now making me money. And like, 
last week someone was like, I've just got back from playing golf for four days. You know, or someone's like, oh, I've just been on holiday and I was like checking in the account and I saw money was coming in when I was that to me, their excitement when they're buzzing, when they're excited about the fact that they've created a system that gives them freedom to enjoy their life, that's my payday. Yeah. And if and, and if you if and the, if I turn around to someone, someone says, What do you do? Oh, I build websites. You know, none, no, no one sees what goes on behind the scenes, and it's not until I had that mind shift change. Because believe me, when I needed money, it was all about the money. Because yeah. if I needed money, I needed money. You know, I need to pay the rent. I need to do what I need to do. You know, I'll do anything. I will sell myself short, and I'll, you know, I'll build websites for nothing, and I'll give away all my value. And it was, it was painful. Like to look back and watch, it was painful. But when I stopped that. When I, I put a three-month waiting list on clients, and if someone wants to work with me, the first thing I said to them is, look, there's there's a three-month waiting list. I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm fully booked for the next three months. Even if I wasn't, I still said it. And I tell you now, when you need money to eat, when you are at the point when you need money, and I'm talking about, you know, you can't pay your rent, you can't eat food, when you can't afford the petrol in your car to go and visit your daughter, when you need money... And you're telling people that are offering you money that you can't work with them. I mean that that takes some 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 amount of stupidity to be able to do that. But it was in that it was in that stupidity in, in saying no that what was happening is people were going away and saying they were referring me. People that had never worked with me started to refer me and say to people, "Oh, if you want a website, speak to Steve Woody. He's really busy. If he gets time, maybe he can help you." And then people coming to me saying, hey, look, can you work with me? And I was like, no, sorry, three months. Do you know what happened? People didn't go away. People come back. Because when you say no to someone, that just drives them to want more. Oh, my and God, yeah. As soon as I said no, people were like, there were some people that would not take no for an answer. And they were like, look, I know you're saying no, but what will it take? I'll double the money I'll pay you. And I'm like, whoa, I just doubled my money without even doing anything. And people are like, look, I want to work with you. What's it going to take? Find time. I'll make. I'll pay you. And then what I realized is that these people were hungry. Mm-hmm. And the hungry person will be successful. And I didn't even have to put a lot of effort in. I didn't have to chase them for money. I didn't have to go back and forth with ideas. They trusted me. They wanted what I, had, what I knew. And they were like, look, you know what you need to do. Just make it work. I'll pay you. Make it work. I want to be successful. And they're the people that I want to work with. Yep. Because they're the people that will be successful. There's something that just made me smile. I've not really spoke about this. You're the first person I've actually told this to on a public forum. Um, September. Start September because I said I want to take all of September off. No client work. Don't want to write copy. Don't want to do anything of it. I had more people barking and telling me that they wanted to work with me in September than any other time of the year. Of course. It may totally make sense. And I've been doing so. It's something that you're saying. Um, what I've actually gone ahead and done is I've actually ordered a t-shirt to remind me of something of the great, late, great Gary Halbert used to do. Uh, you know his famous hat, clients suck, he used to wear it all the time? I literally have a t-shirt that says fuck, that says fuck clients. Um, yeah, that'll go one or two ways. It does. But surprisingly, I've actually walked into business meetings with that t-shirt on. Like, everyone's in a suit and tie, and there I am with a t-shirt. It just says, fuck clients, not for hire, or something like that. Just two or three variations. It's a conversation starter, isn't it? It really is. The amount of times people go, um, why are you here if you're not going to work with us? Well, I'm doing this as a favor. Why? Well, you guys followed my consulting model. You guys have actually asked me to be here, and I like to make sure I deliver. So let's get this thing out of the way so I can get back to doing what I was doing. da 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 At the end of the day, how much can we pay you? Well, this, and this is what I find interesting is that like a lot of people will go to networking events and business networking and they'll connect with good people. And don't get me wrong, I've done it and I've connected with good people as well. But what I found is that the, the less I try and connect with people, the more people want to connect with me. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, because look, here's the thing. If you just sit on your ass and expect people to come to you, they won't. It, it, this isn't this isn't about doing nothing and 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 shutting down and expecting people to come to you because <laughs> newsflash that's not going to happen. Yeah. But if you shut yourself down, make yourself unavailable, and then create create content, create amazing value, put it out into the world, 
and people start to see that and then they get in contact with you because they're seeing the information you're putting out and then you're unavailable, that makes you desirable. Because what it does is it does two things. One, it makes you unavailable. And if you're unavailable, it must be because you're busy. You know, if you're if you're available and you're always there to answer people, then you can't be that busy. You can't be that good because you're not in demand. If you're if you're in demand and you're unavailable, then the second thing that allows you to do is put your rates up. Yeah, massively. And that's and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because look, I'm not saying you should put your rates up because here's the thing: I know people that say, "Oh, I'm worth five hundred pound an hour," and it's like, really? How many clients do you have? None. <laughs> I'm worth it. <laughs> oh my god, that voice is killing me. <laughs> and I'm not being funny, but yeah, you may be worth it to yourself, and I'm all for that. And it's all about self belief and self worth and that. But if you're charging your your time out of five hundred pound an hour and you've got no clients, then guess what? You're not worth five hundred pound an hour. Yeah. You, know, you need to be realistic. If you have a client paying you at your your preferred rate, then at that point, then yes, you can deem yourself at being worth that. But at the moment, I see too many people out there, and this is the one that gets me, and it fucking drives me mad. Is like, here's the perceived value of two thousand pounds that I'm going to offer to you at one nine nine, but you can have it for nine seven, no eight seven, no seven seven, no fifty seven, just today. Fuck off, it's fifty seven. That's what it is. Yeah, I it's hate like, those don't, assholes. Don't, don't, don't big it up to be more than it is. Oh, you know? dude. You, I, I need to do, see it for what it is. I wrote a sales letter to someone ages ago. I won't mention their name because they're a half decent person anyway. Um, and what I did was, uh, I remember going through and I gave them the breakdowns and saying, "Look, your bonuses aren't going to work. Like, why is that? You're selling a ten dollar product. I get this is party funnel, but you're selling a ten dollar product. You're telling people they're getting, and I kid you not, each bonus was worth ninety seven dollars. There was ten of them, so it's a thousand dollars worth of bonuses." Not to mention the $10 guide, which is discounted from 97 it's only $10. So for, what was it, um, for $10, you get over 11, about $1,100 worth of, uh, you know, stuff that comes to you. Because I'm, I'm sorry, but if, if it's valued at that, look, here's the thing. I do not discount. Mm-hmm. I, do not, I do not discount. If you want to discount, fuck off. Go somewhere else. <laughs> I do not discount. I'll add value. Or I will take something away so that it can meet. If you can't afford something, then I will take something. Look, if you want my book and you can't afford it, I'll rip some pages out for you. You know? I'm joking. I wouldn't do that. But here's the thing. I will never discount. I'll take away value until you can afford it and we can come to an agreement. But I'm never going to cut the price of something. Do you know why? Because I'm worth it. And I know I'm worth it. And people pay it. And if I discount it for you... Not only am I doing myself a disservice, but I'm basically telling everyone who's paid full value, fuck you, this person deserves a discount. Yet yeah. all of you people pay full price for it. Yeah. And I don't I don't want that. I've I respect the people that will pay that respect me enough to pay full price. If you can't afford it, one of two things, either go and find more money or we'll talk about removing value from it. Mm-hmm. But I do not discount. Yeah. And actually having those beliefs that you have that's incredibly powerful just having that belief also comes across in meetings in ideas in what you talk about because oh god who was it i was talking to i was talking to a friend of mine she is a an amazing designer just a great designer and i remember talking to her i was like don't back down why just don't back down from your price they're like but the client said they, they can't pay that much i'm like fuck the client no one cares they're, they're not the client for you then yeah. yeah they'll either make the money or they'll find someone you'll find someone else like Okay, okay, whatever. I'll just I'll send the proposal at the price that we that you and I spoke about. Sent it off. Client comes back. Can't pay this. I just I told her exactly what I was like. Yeah, yeah. Tell them to go. You know. You know what? You're not discounting it. You can take stuff away. You can get a low price package. You can find someone else. But if you want my work, this is how much it is. Three emails later, that person not only paid the full price, but also sent them a gift to say thank you for being. Um, and the actual gift they got was a book they really wanted, with a note inside that says, "Thank you for being such a tough negotiator." Well, because people respect you for it. Yeah. If you stand your own, if you give in to people, then they, they just they don't respect you for it. And then scope creep and everything else comes in. No, I'm sorry. 
I, I have I have contracts in place with people and they're there for a reason. And the reason that I have things like that and the reason my price is what it is is because I have discounted, because I have done favours, because I have worked with friends. And it is through that experience of doing that that I've learned lessons mm-hmm. and that I know better now. Yeah. Rule that's what it is. Always you know, have if I contact. can give anybody that's listening one bit of advice, it would be don't discount. Don't work with friends. And if you do, have contracts. Yeah. Contracts are the best way to go. I, I will never do anything without one or without a deposit. Absolutely agree. I mean, don't totally. and, and this was something that happened yesterday. Someone, I was, I was in a, a group and somebody posted and they said, you know, we, we, we had contracts and everything and they went out and someone wanted a project. Um, and they hadn't paid yet, but I got started anyway. And all I did is out of their whole post, I just took, but got started anyway. And I posted it underneath and put, herein lies the lesson. And it was true because, you know, I I don't I don't work for free. I just I just don't. If someone wants me to work for free, then they're not a good fit for me. Yeah. You know, they're not a good person to have in my life if they expect something for free. And look, you're talking to a blagger. You know, I will get everything I can in life for free, and I love blagging things. Same. So, I, I understand the uh, you know, the context of what I say this, but. When I get things for free, it's not because I've gone out and said, oh, can I have that for free? It's because someone has offered it to me. If someone offers me something for free, I'm not going to say no. I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go and ask for something for free. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a huge difference. It's like me saying, I'm going to get a copy of your book. A signed copy of your book. Am I getting it for free? Fuck no. That's an insult to you. That's take- I know I'm going to no, read that. Because I would, because I, you have, if you did, the thing is, I'd already said to you, you can have a copy of my book. I mean, to me, that's not a problem. Yeah. If, if you said, I want a free copy of my book, then I'd be like, well, fuck off. But if I offer you, do you want a free copy of my book? You're not going to say no. Yeah, exactly. Fuck off, mate. And, that, and that's, yeah, so I think it's just about the way you approach the situation. Yeah, you gotta you got to have an open mind with things. And that's, unfortunately, a lot of people don't get that. Oh, God, what room was I in? Where was I? Oh, that was it. So I had my uh, I had a tournament this weekend down in Plymouth um, for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and it was like the first time they held their own tournament in a couple of years. Um, so we're there with my it's my team, so I'm training with them, and we went for a night out. And I remember hearing someone saying, "Oh yeah, someone said this." I was like, "Mate, most people can't sell their way out of a wet paper bag if they tried. They really <laughs> fucking can't. It's it's abysmal how little people can sell, and it's selling from the heels." Carlton said it best. People sell from the heels. If anyone that's listened to this go, how can I get better at selling? Fuck reading books. Go out there and try and sell something. Could yeah. be anything. Start door to door. Do whatever it takes. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on door to door, dude. I did that for like eight months straight through the winter of 2010. Yeah. I, I did it as well, man. But you know what? I learned I hated it. But at the same time, I, I, I learned to appreciate the value it. Yeah, there was a now, lot of good stuff. Door to door sales, I say, is the hardest form of selling. That and telephone sales. Mm-hmm. You can do Two both. things that I think that everyone should experience once in their life. It's, it's the rule I tell everyone that wants to be a copywriter. Oh, I want to be a copywriter. I want to charge as much as you do. I want to do this, that, the other. Go sell. Why? Do-do-do. Go tell the sales. But that's nothing to do with writing copy. Yeah, I know, but it's all about psychology. Go do that. Then you'll understand what people are feeling. Because there's, there's raw emotion when you knock on someone's door going, hi, I'm going to try and sell you something. And you the get... first thing they say is fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I got threatened by someone at someone's door once before. Like, they literally were like, I'm going to beat you if you don't get off my porch. And I was like, your wife invited me back as well. Your wife was the one that said, come back when you're home so I could speak to you. And he was like, don't give a fucking all this other. I was like, all right, no worries. I walked off. But that's the other thing as well is it's about not taking rejection personally. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone, if someone, if someone, and I, I used to do a lot of stuff with the homeless. And I, I, we go out often and we, we help the homeless. And one of the things that I always say is if we have a, we have like a, a a sort of briefing before we go out, and one of one of the things we do is we do uh, we, we get we get bags and we put like food and and toiletries and books and clothes and gloves and scarves. We put them in a bag and we'll go out around London and we'll give them out to the the people on the streets of London. And um, before we go out on the streets, there's there's two things I say. One is that you know don't go out all like high energy and be like because if someone's homeless, it's probably going to scare the shit out of them, freak <laughs> them out. But the second thing I say is that. If you offer somebody something and they say no, it's not personal. You know, you don't know the situation that person's in. So if someone says no to you, it's it's never personal. You should never take it personally. Because 
sometimes if you offer someone food and they're homeless, they may say no. And you're like, but you're homeless. You should accept it. Why are you not accepting it? It's a gift. Why are you not? And, and people do. I've seen it. I've seen people like not understand and be like, but I'm giving you a gift. Why are you not taking it? And they're like, I don't want it. Because you can't assume that you understand someone just because of the situation they're in. Yeah. You have to understand the mindset. And you can't do that unless you talk to that person. So what I say is when we go out in the streets is, first of all, the most valuable thing that you can give to someone who's homeless is not a meal. You know, it's it's not it's not clean clothes. It's your time. If you can give someone your time, that's worth more than anything else because giving someone a time makes them feel respected as a human being and that will give them the tools to actually want better from their life rather than being overlooked on, spat on or anything else that happens. So to me, it's about, you know, if you can give someone your time before, before you try and sell something. Now, and this is the thing is that when you see a good salesman, before they even try and sell you anything, a good salesman will get to know you a little bit first. They'll build mm-hmm. rapport. They'll become your friend. Then they'll try and sell something to you. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, but I think that if you go in and just try and throw something down someone's throat, yeah, people may buy it, but I don't necessarily think that makes you a good salesman. A good a great salesman can sell you something and you don't even realise you're buying it. Mm-hmm. And that actually comes from listening. Yes. I mean, I can talk a marathon down your throat, but if I don't know what you want or what you're not triggers are, but like that sounds really slimy. But I mean, like if I don't know what you want and what's going to get you to say, actually, you know what? I need to stop this bullshit and actually realize this is exactly what I need. Well, this is it. Look, I in 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 my book, I talk about it at the very start because I thought I say before you even consider, like, oh, I can't tell you, mate, how many people like come to me and say, oh, I'm going to build a website. I went on to Theme Forest and I, I got a theme for my WordPress site and I've put it together and now it doesn't work. And I'm like, well. What do you want to do? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Let's take a step back here. Yeah? Before you go out spending money buying themes and, do, and, and building a website and, and just getting it out there, because I'm all for getting it out there, but let's figure out what you're getting out there first. And the very, very, very first thing I do when I sit down is I'm like, right, who is your target audience? And then the common answer to that is, oh, everyone. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's be specific. Who is your target audience? Who are you marketing to? And be specific, because if you promote to everyone, you, if, if if you try and sell to everyone, you're gonna sell, you're gonna end up selling to no one. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like once you understand who your target audience is, then you can start to work out what you're gonna say. Then you can work out what, how are they feeling? You know, as as a person that's because look here it is. If you want business 101, this is it. All business is, and I don't care what business you're in, all business is, is solving problems. That is it. A business a, a business gets paid when they solve a problem. If someone has a problem, you solve that problem, you've got a business. How much value you deliver depends on how much you get paid. Yep. But that's it. I don't, you know, you as a person may have morals and ethics and ideas, but as a business... The only thing a business should do is survive. That is it. A business needs money. Without money, a business cannot survive. It can't pay its tax. It can't pay its accounts. It can't. It can't survive. So a business, its only thing a business should do is be is survive. And the only way it can survive is to earn money. As I said, as a director and as a person within a company, you may have different ethos and different ethics, and that's fine. But from a business level, business what I want. That is it. So to to make money. All you need to do is find someone that has a problem and offer a solution to that problem. That is it. So that is, what, and, and but most people they don't they don't see that. Oh, I, I want a website. Oh, I want this. Or I want to start a business. I'm like, why? Oh, because I want to make money. Making money is not a good reason to go into business. Solving a problem is a good reason to go into business because it is through solving that problem you will make money. Yep. And if people can just get that concept, if nothing else, then they can start to say, right, who has got the problem? Right, that person has got a problem. Let's say, for example, that person hasn't got any money. That's their problem. And you're showing them how to earn money. Right? So if that person hasn't got any money, where are they? And I mean, psychologically, where are they? Are they happy or are they stressed? Are they, you know, frustrated? Are they, you know, look at them as, create a customer avatar. Look at that person. Look at that. 
everything that that creates that person that, that their emotions their their mindset their habits and then you can play to them and there's nothing wrong with playing to them once you identify what they are but you need to first take a step back and you need to get that strategy yep you need to actually be completely clear on that now we're rolling up to that time right now i'm gonna get you steve just very quickly because you delivered like so much value in this call oh, i do waffle I, mate i'm sorry oh don't worry about it. you've just done that i was actually just thinking do i have been asking these three questions but we were rude not to so i'm gonna go ahead and just say the mic's yours for like the next couple of minutes three things that someone that is right now and this is the avatar i'm giving you there's someone that is in a place one or two places the first place is they're confused and really kind of like okay I, i've got a message i know what my message is i don't know how to get it out there it's one the other avatar is i have something I'm not happy with it. How do I change it? And we're talking in the realms of a website here because I want to get your opinion on this specific thing because it's a big one. So just three things that someone could do. And it could be the same thing, three, three, blah, 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 because I can't speak English at all. The first three things that you said at the start that people could use, um, you can expand on those points if you want, but completely up to you. If you want to give new ones, same ones in between, go for it. Okay, so let's just go one at a time. So the first one you said is someone who is... Someone who is basically... They know their message. They know what they want to get out there, but they don't know how to get it out there. They don't know how to. Okay, so first one is how to. And the second one is not happy with what they've got. Yeah. Okay, so the first one. So you've got a message, right? And you want to get it out there. Well, having a message is great. I would say, you know... People have got a message. Look, stories are great. Everyone, even from like when we were kids, you know, story. Everyone wants to, to tell or hear a story. But just because you've got a message, that's great. But no one really cares about you, and I mean that respectfully. Everyone cares about themselves first and foremost. So people want to know when they come to a situation, what am I going to get out of this? If I'm going to feel good by listening to a story, that's great. If I'm going to get some motivation, that's great. But it's not about of looking at what is your message it's not about i've got a message i want to get out there that shouldn't that's not it what you need to look at is what is the purpose of that message see if the purpose of that message is to inspire somebody you've got an inspirational message and you want to inspire someone then that's great so it's not about getting your message out there it's about inspiring people so then what you want to look at is who do you want to inspire and when you look at who you want to inspire it may be a case of all right I want to work with people who are suicidal and I want to get them back from thinking that they're suicidal and I want to get them away from that. And I don't mean to go dark on this, but I'm just using it as an example. But, you know, it may be a case that you want to inspire people to look at life differently, that you can give them tools that they can use to have a, a better quality of life so that they don't feel that they need to be in that place. You know, you could say, yeah, I've got a message I want to get out there, but getting a message out there is not the, not the answer. The answer is... The person has a problem. The problem is that they can't see any other option in their life. So how can you fix that problem? What tools can you give them? What advice, what inspiration, what can you give them to give them options so that they do not see that there is only one route? And if that is the way that you're going to go, then that is what you need to focus on. Fix that problem. Give people tools to give them a better quality of life. Do that by delivering your message. So I would say once you've identified that journey, then it's a case of just get shit out there. You know, because if there are people out there that need your message, you need to get it out there. And the longer you hold it back because you're trying to perfect it, the more people are going to not hear it at a time when they probably really need it. Now, I'm only using this as an example. There's obviously millions of other examples we could use. But my point here is that you don't have to be perfect, okay? 80% is the 80-20 rule. Yes, you shouldn't release something into the world that is shit. I, I, I don't believe that for a second. But there is enough information out there and there is enough technology out there for you to be able to create a website that is good. You know, and I've got in my book, I talk about 10 chapters. And the reason I talk about 10 chapters is because I believe there are 10 things that you need. And if you cover these 10 things, and I'm not saying you need to know in detail, but if you have an understanding of these 10 things, then you can take that and you can create something that is good and then build upon it. 
And I think that if someone's got a message they need to get out there, then that's something they need to do. And rather than going through all those things now, I would say that I will give you a link, if that's right, that you can share with your listeners where they can get like an infographic of the 10 things. Go for it. And they can have the first chapter of my book, which talks about the strategy side of things. Sweet, dude. What so, is it? What's the link? Uh, that is a really good question. <laughs> well, even I, if you... If do you, you know what? In fact, go to onlinemastery.co.uk and there's a big box at the front and it says put in your name and email address. And if they do that, they'll get it. It sends them the infographic. Sweet. All right. That's, that's awesome. the way to do it. And then if they don't want to hear anything else from me, they can just sign out. I'm not that worried. Um, the people that stay that will be your the best thing I could say to get that infographic. Perfect. But that's, that's that side of thing. The other side of things is if you're not happy with your message. And look, I, I can't tell you how many people out there have got website shame who don't put their message out there because they're not happy with the way it is and the way it looks. And what I would say there is that the first thing you need to do is you need to get happy with yourself. You know, There's no point. I talk about it being about the client. It's about the client. It's always about what the client wants, about what the visitor wants. But... Here's the thing, and just a, a quick story here, is that when I had my first logo made for my website, I hated it. I went through a branding session, and we looked at the brand, the colors, like the color psychology, that would resonate with my target audience. And I did not like them. And because I did not like them, I did not promote it. I did not feel comfortable. You've got to love what you're doing. It's all right me saying it's about your audience, but you need to step back and say, do you know what, it's bigger than just me. This isn't about my ego. This isn't about what I want. This is about me helping other people. And I want to do that the best way I can. And then you start to detach from things like how your website looks or what the content says. And you start to focus more on the outcome of the message. So if you're not happy with your message, then I would say first and foremost, look at the message itself. Are you happy with the message you're putting out there? Are you happy with what you're doing? If you're happy with what you're doing, then you need to start there's nothing wrong with starting small. You know, I mean, look at, we spoke earlier about Michael Server. Go to michaelserver.com. Look at his website. He defines everything I tell anyone about. His website is just a few simple pages of text. That's it. There's, there's nothing there. It is the most, it is the simplest website you will ever see. And it works. Because it's not about throwing stuff in for the sake of putting it in there. It's not about adding padding. Adding padding. It's not about that. It's about <laughs> it's, it's about just putting what is relevant and what the person needs. And that could be one page with just a bit of text. It could just be a video. It doesn't have to be an all-singing, all-dancing website. Yes, have that as the end goal, but start small. Get out there. Start to build yourself up. Do you know what? When I went to UPW... I went to UPW and I, the first time I did it in 2012, everybody left after the event and all they were saying is, I need to quit my job, I need to leave my job, I need to start a business, I need to leave my job and that was it. So everyone's like, I need to leave my job. I left UPW saying, I need a job because here's the thing, if you don't have a website that you like, if it doesn't look the way you want it to look, then chances are that you've hired a shit team or you haven't had the right people or you've done it yourself. And it doesn't look the way you want it to look because you haven't got the skill to make. Look, anything is possible online. You can make a website look amazing if you know how and if you've got the money. If you don't have them things and you need to get them things, if you need to go and get a job working to earn money to hire someone to build your website, then that's what you need to do. All right, it's not about bartering, oh, do me a favor and help me build this website and in return I'll give you free coaching. Fuck that. That's not a good trade-off. I will never, ever barter my time with someone that can't afford my services. If I can afford your services and you can afford mine, then we can barter. But if you're coming at this at a, from a place of lack and you want me to trade with you and you're going to offer me something, yet you don't have enough self-worth and enough money to be able to, to pay for my services, then we can't do a deal. That's yeah. the way I do things. So I would say that there is nothing wrong with going out and getting a job and earning money so that you can pay for the things that you want. You know, my book is £10. You know, my course is £300. That will teach you everything you need to know to make a good website. And I'm not doing it as a plug. I'm saying if you don't have £300, you don't have a business. It's as simple as that. You have a hobby. And if you have a hobby, that's great. But at least be honest with yourself. 
admit that you've got a hobby and if you're not happy with it that's great find out what it is you need to do if you need to earn more money to bring in the right team then go and earn more money do what you need to do a great friend of mine very very successful once said and I'll leave you on this I said how can I be successful I said you know I I don't have the money but I really want to be successful and I want to start my business and he said here's my advice he said go and get a job and I said well then how do I build my business he said go and get a job during the day and at night become Batman (laughs) You know, you do whatever it takes. Do what others won't so that you can have what other others can't. Is that right? I hope I've... Such a powerful, impactful point and where I need to get that message right. <laughs> that message is like, do what others don't. So uh, do, other, do what do others, what won't, others won't, won't today so you can live the way others won't tomorrow. And it's, that is like, that is it. I was, like, I was letting you like tag that as I edited that. That is my message. So others can't, won't, not it's can't, not won't. <laughs> That's the way Steve Steve Woody does it. Oh mate, well, well, however the message comes across, do you know what? It is. It is. There it's is true. not a truer thing you can say. There are people out there that want the shortcut, and it doesn't exist. Yes, you can make life easier. You know, of course, you go and, if you go and build your website yourself, it's going to be challenging. If I build a website for you, it's going to be easier. Yeah. Of course, but. You have to be realistic as to where you are in your journey mm-hmm. and do what works for you. It's all about the journey. Stop looking at the end result. Yes, you need to know the end result's there, but you know if, if you're not happy, then you need to understand why you're not happy. And if you're not happy with, with your website, because look, I know so many people that have got website shame. Yeah, It's normally down to having a bad design team or trying to do it yourself without a budget. Uh, if you've got a bad website, it's because you haven't paid for a good website. Exactly. If you haven't got to pay for a good website, either you don't have the money or you don't see the value in it. Mm-hmm. And also, that should be a new hashtag. Hashtag website shame. Yeah, Just, oh, totally, mate. It, you should it, totally it, use that for your book launch, by the way. Hashtag I'm, I'm book shame. Hashtag plan your website, but hashtag website shame. I can see a marketing campaign around that coming up soon. I think that'd be quite a good one. If I don't see that, dude, I will literally be like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> what are we now doing this give it, give it a few months. We've got a lot on at the moment. I've got to get Vegas out of the way. Once... <laughs> once, once Vegas, once I've done Les Brown and once I've done Vegas, then I'm going to be able to have a lot more time to focus on fun. No worries. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this call up. Steve, it's been a pleasure having you on this call, man. I look forward to having you back on in a couple of months. I do, man. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time, man. I really, really appreciate it. Guys, if you've en- uh, you better have enjoyed this one because there is just gold in this entire podcast. Like, absolutely one of those podcasts where I mostly shut up and let Steve do his thing. Um,. And I think I, I actually am going to backtrack a little bit and say before we end this, I think I know why that is. It's because I posted up that whole thing about Alex Sharfen and doing a podcast with him. And you were like, what the shit, dude? I wasn't on that podcast. You can't see that he's the most badass person. Let's do this. <laughs> that is literally how this podcast dude, I was like, I was, I was totally playing with you, but that, I, dude, I, I appreciate oh, it. <laughs> Matt, I know you're playing with me, but you just came and brought the heat on that one. So I really do appreciate you doing that. <laughs> Guys, um, and, check out man, Steve's site. Brilliant. Check out Steve's site. It's uh, onlinemastery.co.uk. Get the infographic. As always, links are going to be below the post if you listen to this on um, on iTunes or the podcast stuff. Check it out. We're sponsored by adelmarcy.com, which is, again, my site. We can go ahead and check all these out whenever you feel like as well. So, Steve, thanks a lot, man. Guys, have a good one. Apply what he says. What I'll do, mate, just before you go, I'm going to leave one little nugget just for those people that are here at the very, very end. Because I love to give something to someone who's here at the very end. If you go to planyourwebsite.co.uk forward slash free hyphen gift, there'll be a little something waiting for you. Sweet. That's going to be sexy as balls. All right, guys. Take care. I'm going to sign out. Steve, pleasure as always, my friend. Take care, mate. Bye-bye.